It's Monday. The Blue Jackets have not yet signed or traded Patrick Line, so uh, I thought we would do a little bit of a mailbag. We got a lot that happened in the past couple of weeks, so let's uh, let's do some catching up on Locked On Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you as much news and stories and excitement as I can when it is 94 degrees in my apartment. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. Uh, YouTube is going up and up and up, so if you haven't jumped on yet, then feel free to do so. We're never going to ask you to get behind a paywall for a locked-on product, so uh, this seems like the perfect time to check me out on YouTube or on your podcast app of choice. Like I said at the top of the show, we are going to be doing a uh, a mailbag of sorts today. Uh, I've got a handful of questions left over from the draft, and uh, I've got a couple of post-free agency ones and uh, a couple of a couple of other random ones. So uh, we'll just We'll have fun. We'll get we'll get right into it. Uh, first off, post draft, what moves are you most looking for them to make this off season? Um, honestly, uh, before the Gaudreau move, I would have said, yeah, we need a center. We need a center really, really badly. Um, I still think we need a center, but I think it's probably slightly less urgent now. Um, I remember I was talking to Micah McCurdy earlier on this season uh, in Effective Math on Twitter. Does a bunch of really, really great stats work. Um, and I was talking to him about the idea of, you know, the Blue Jackets need a center. Um, what, uh, you know, what do you, what do you think about that? And he talked a lot about how he doesn't think that you should be, you should have to build a line around a center. You should be able to build a line around your best player and like, I think the Blackhawks did it to an extent with Patrick Kane. Like he's the the player on that line, despite the fact that he's a winger, he is the player on whatever line he's playing on. Um, I can't think of any other players off the top of my head that are kind of in that same boat. But I think players like Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau are also players like that. If you can. And obviously this is, you know, dependent on whether we manage to keep line A or not. Um, Knowing my luck, he will be traded while I am actively recording this episode. But uh, the thing about those two players is that you could put, like, me in centre between those players. And um, speaking of Micah, actually, he just released some really cool new uh, expected goal models and some new stats and whatnot. Um, And... To cut a very long story short, it basically, uh, you can see that Patrick Laine is an extremely good finisher, but doesn't create a lot of offense. Basically, all Johnny Gaudreau does is create offense. So you should just staple those two together. Have someone that can win a face-off in between them, like, you know, Boone Jenner, for example, and uh, profit. So uh, I still think that the Blue Jackets need a center. I would still have liked them to have gone out and got a center. Uh, I don't know who's left on the market that is kind of what the Blue Jackets are looking for. I know Nazem Kadri is a center. He's still available, but the Blue Jackets can barely afford the players they have at the minute. 
So that seems uh, that seems unlikely. But I will. I'm looking for them to add a center before the start of the season. Whether that's they move Line A for a center, they move Nyquist for a center, they move Jake Bean for a center. You know, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of different options. But uh, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm looking for is uh, a center. Um, in terms of prospects, uh, who they didn't draft that I most hoped that they would gamble on. Um, I mean, I have a couple of names. I think I've talked about them before. Lane Hudson is one of them um, who ended up going to the Canadians in the third round, I think, or late in the second round. Uh, just a really, maybe the most offensively gifted defenseman in that draft, and I am including David Juracek in that. Um, he's only like 5'6", so teams are terrified of that. Obviously, he got picked up by the Canadians because they have the original short king, Martin saint Um He was a guy that I really thought that they could have picked up 44th overall. I, I'm not upset that they picked up Del Belbalouz, but I man, Lane Hudson would have been so fun. Would have been so fun. Um, another guy that I don't believe was available at 44th was a guy called Jagger Furcus, who is this, a similar, you know, all offense, all the time, um, really fun, really fast. Uh, ended up going to Seattle, so, like, I'm excited for Seattle in that. But uh, that's those are a couple of names that I kind of had hoped would maybe fall to the Blue Jackets at 44th or further. Obviously, Lane Hudson fell but didn't end up getting picked, uh, presumably because the Blue Jackets drafted two defensemen in the first round. So, you know, them's the... Them's the breaks. Um, in a minute, I've got some more questions. First, I've got to tell you all about, about Bet Online because it is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. If you want to bet on who's going to win the next Stanley Cup or if you want to bet on, I don't know, what center the Blue Jackets are going to pick up or when Patrick Line gets traded or anything like that, you can find that at betonline.net. You can find all the latest sports developments, in fact, uh, league reviews, news, including this year's Major League Baseball. Uh, football's coming back soon. You can find that there. You can find the NBA there. Um, Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including things like live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because bet online is where the game starts so a couple more a couple more questions um a couple that aren't relevant because free agency has already happened um if <laughs> this one was one of my favorites actually if yamakak Linen could totally fleece one league gm with a silly trade what would you most want it to be man i would have loved if and we kind of talked about this a little bit in the free agent episode i would have loved if Yama could have like bamboozled Ron Hextall into trading the rights to Yevgeny Malkin for like a second round pick and a mediocre prospect. Like that would have just been so fun. Again, completely impossible, would never have happened. But man, that would have been so, so, so fun. And I am sad that it did not happen. So uh, we live, we learn, we. Uh, we keep on living. Um, another question, which is the most important next contract to take care of? I mean, obviously the line A contract is the probably the most pressing one, but assuming that that is either off the books or 
signed basically immediately. Uh, having a look at the Blue Jackets cap situation, they uh, they're not in terrible terrible shape. A lot of the guys are locked up. Uh, you know the important guys. Bjorkstrand is good for another four seasons. Obviously, Kudrow is good for the next seven. Uh, Wrensky is good for the next eight. Adam Oquist is good for the next three. Merzlikins is good for the next five, you know. Um, something that could be interesting is Vladislav Gavrikov is a UFA after next season. He's currently making 2.8. Um, Igor Chinikov comes off of his entry-level deal then as well. And uh, then two years after that, Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger are both up for uh, their non-entry-level deal. Um, Voracek is done in a couple of seasons. Gus Nyquist is done after this season, but I don't know how much longer he's going to be on the Blue Jackets anyway, even beyond that. I can't see them re-signing him. I don't think they have the room. I think they would rather spend that cap on uh, the young players that are going to be here for a lot longer. He's 32, so... Um, this is all a very kind of long-winded roundabout way of saying, um, honestly, I think the next, the most important contract that they need to figure out next is uh, is going to be Cole Sillinger's. If he continues to play like he played this season, like there could be a there could be a problem when the uh, when the contracts come due in a couple of seasons. Obviously, if Kent Johnson continues to be, or if Kent Johnson turns into the player that we think he is, like that could be a really interesting summer of uh, of negotiation. So uh, we'll keep an eye. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Jess Belmaster of Locked On Flames wants to know if I have any interest in a very used Sean Monahan, and like if Johnny Gaudreau needs an emotional support best friend to be on uh, long term IR and um, just be be a friend instead of playing, then I think, you know, maybe, hey, let's take Sean Monaghan, let's put him on long-term IR, and let's uh, let's just put him in the tunnel where he can wait and hug Johnny Gaudreau after games because he did that during the playoffs and it was very good. Um, in a minute, we've got a couple more questions, but, uh, but first I've got to tell you about the NFL Top 50. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable plays in the NFL from the oddsmakers at betonline.net. That's going to be available July 18th on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and also over on YouTube. So uh, this is going to be a little bit of a longer a longer answer. Um, Sard Girl Hockey, great name. Uh, doesn't really get how being an RFA uh, qualifying office works, so if I'm able to do a Sparknotes version, that would be nice. Okay, so... Let's see if I can get this done in three minutes or less. An RFA is a restricted free agent. It is uh, the term designated for a player who is either under 26 or has played fewer than six years, uh, seven years as a pro, I believe. So uh, a lot of the the players from the 2015-2016 draft are kind of coming up on that period now teams want to lock these guys up long term because if they sign a one-year contract for example um Pierre-Luc Dubois is kind of on that that cusp of becoming a UFA uh, Matthew Kachuk is another big name those guys teams want to sign them to multi-year deals to eat up some of their UFA years which are you know how they 
get to define where they want to go. Like that was why everyone was mad about Johnny Gaudreau because he hit UFA and was like, right, well, I don't have to, um, I don't have to stay in Calgary. I can go where I want. So we ended up going to Columbus. The thing about RFAs is that the team basically kind of can control whether they keep them or not to an extent. Um, if you're an RFA, you can't just sign wherever. At the end of your contract, you will be given what is called a qualifying offer. Or if you're not given a qualifying offer, you will uh, become unqualified and you will become a UFA. This happened to uh, Dylan Strome this season. He was not given his qualifying offer. And so he became a UFA, ended up signing elsewhere in uh, Washington, I think. A qualifying offer is, I believe, depending on how old the player is it's between a hundred percent and 120 percent of their most recent aab so uh, patrick line's qualifying offer is 7.5 million because that's how much money he made i think that that's a little bit more than what he made last season i could be i don't have the exact numbers on that so i could be wrong um and so what he has is he has a couple options now he could have filed for arbitration uh, which he did not do. Arbitration is basically where you and the team go to an unbiased third party and you both present your case for, I think the player should make this much. Uh, and the player says, I think I should make this much. And then generally what happens is the arbitration uh, ends up going in the middle of that. Um, usually teams will try to avoid arbitration. Even if someone files for arbitration, it doesn't mean they're going to get there. I believe one of the... I believe it was a, a St. Louis Blue file for arbitration and then ended up agreeing to terms a couple of days or a couple of hours later, excuse me. Um, so that's option one if you have your qualifying offer and you don't want to sign it. Uh, your qualifying uh, Number two, you can sign your qualifying offer. You can play a year of your contract and then try again next year. That's what Patrick Lyon did last year is he signed his one-year qualifying offer, obviously then went on to have an amazing year for the Blue Jackets and now has much more leverage to negotiate with this year, which is why I think we haven't seen him sign yet. Uh, beyond the fact that the Blue Jackets want to sign him long-term, which is option three. He can sign a long-term contract. Just because he has been extended this qualifying offer does not mean that he has to sign it. Um, he can sign it, and then it's all kind of said and done. Players like Patrick Lyonet and players like Matthew Kachuk as well, teams want to sign them to long-term deals because if they sign this qualifying offer, they walk straight to UFA. If they finish next season without a longer contract, then they will just be like, right, I'm a UFA. See ya. Um, which is sometimes a good thing and sometimes a bad thing. So those are kind of the the options that Line A has at his disposal at the minute, which is uh, arbitration, which he did not do, qualifying offer, signing that, uh, which he has not done yet, or signing a longer-term deal. Um, I think... That is everything from RFAs and qualifying offers. I also want to cover offer sheets real quick because I'm uh, I'm on a roll now. So uh, offer sheets basically are where other teams can offer a deal to a player. Um, most, I mean, I think this is probably most notable in the, uh, I believe it was Sebastian Ajo that the Montreal Canadiens offer sheeted and then the Carolina Hurricanes turned around and offer sheeted just very cock and yummy. Um and the way that those work is the player is free to sign them. If they do sign them, the team that currently owns their rights must sign them to that contract under their own terms, or they cannot sign it, give the player to the other team, and the other team has to give them compensatory draft picks. Um, the Blue Jackets actually uh, offer sheeted Mitch Marner a few years back. He did not sign it. 
but that was uh, that could have been a really fun, a really fun minute for uh, for Blue Jackets fans, and uh, probably a less fun minute for Mitch Marner, who has been very kind of outspoken about how he thinks Columbus is a dumb city. But that's beside the point. Um, I think. That is kind of everything, a kind of a spark note. I did not stick to three minutes. I think it came in closer to five, but Sad Girl uh, Hockey, if you uh, if you have more questions, then uh, feel free to let me know. I think this is basically as close to a condensed version as I am going to get. I have one more question for my mailbag, and I cannot find it. It is... Which of the two? Which of the prospects drafted in the last two years do you think will make the biggest impact on the team in the long run? And it's either going to be David Yerichek or Cole Selinger. I think, honestly, more likely to be Cole Selinger, just because the center position is still deemed so so important to basically every team. He held his own in this league as an eighteen-year-old, the only eighteen-year-old in the league this season. He's barely even hit his potential yet he's he just turned 19 like a month ago um he's still real real young uh the team is on the upswing but and i think your is going to pair fantastically with zach Gransky, but cole sillinger is the kind of player that the blue jackets haven't really had maybe since rick nash like he could be the next rick nash that's I th- that's how important i think he is to this team um and that's kind of all I've got for today. Uh, tomorrow, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, Carson Mayo. We're going to do a uh, another season review. Keep the get the ball rolling on those again because the off season's here. Basically, uh, unless there's any Blue Jackets news, which happens between me recording this and getting home from work tomorrow. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. Nope, that's the podcast Twitter. You can find me at uh, underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast over at LO underscore Blue Jackets on Twitter. We are on every podcasting app of choice. We are on YouTube. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, uh, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day every day. Lock and Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. 